So then as we got into the summer, the cool thing about when the summer months came around was that uh, COVID was allowing for us to do some in-person stuff. So then we had our series of in-person events, which we added to our ability to give back to our community. So the first event cast was Urban Market, right? Mm -hmm. It was, yeah. We did the Urban Market event. It was like an outdoor garden party almost, I guess. They had a stage, yeah. a bunch of performers. We kicked things off. We did two back-to-back -back workouts. And I think we did pay what you can, right? Donate what you can. I believe so. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they all kind of blend together a little bit, but I know. Uh, but that one, I think, I think that was pay what you can. The cool thing about that event was that um, the urban market for anyone who's not local or or maybe hasn't been is sort of this cool. They sort of have taken all of the local brands and created a one stop shop that's very it's a practical real celebration of local. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know a bit of grocery, a bit of gifts, all that kind of stuff. Um, but we're lucky to um, work with them on our merch, the merch side of things. They're a merch retailer for us, and um, yeah, they had this cool event where um, they had all those local businesses that they highlight regularly they had them sort of all in person and and on display in their back parking lot like they used this otherwise vacant space to create this really really cool event so anyways that's a little bit there of was, background context there was everything there though that day. yeah I remember we as a family left with like flowers and pumpkins and like cupcakes <laughs> and cookies and like all of the things it was so everything. much fun and all the money that was raised went to NL Eats, which is an organization that works here to fight against food insecurity in our province. So Very that cool. was really cool to be a part of. And it was a re do you remember what a hot sunny day it was? Oh my God. It was I sweltering. I fried. Like I, I <laughs> took off my tank top, but looked like I was still wearing my tank top. When I got back. But it was really nice. And the interesting thing, and I guess people, a lot of people may have had the same experience just in living in this pandemic world. But the interesting thing that day, as people arrived, it was an outdoor event, but I was on the stage and then everybody rolled out their yoga mat in front of me and we did the two classes. But so many people said, oh my God, we're working out in person. This feels so strange. <laughs> it had become foreign, which is cool because I think we all have found a real love of doing our own thing in our homes because it allows for so many things, cut down on the commute time, you know, privacy, hygiene, protection, all of that stuff. And, but now that we can get out every now and then and support a cause and do this, it was really mm -hmm. successful. So that was I think so much fun. I think too, that was the first time that we saw, um, you know, we had this, like, we knew we had this really special community online and then we brought every, we had this opportunity to bring people together in person. And I remember, uh, we were sort of like, um, greeting people as they came in. Cause our booth was right there in the front and, uh, and people would come over and like, check out the merch while they're waiting for the workout to start. And I remember hearing people, um, say, like they would, they would inter they'd hear somebody introduce themselves and say, Oh my God, I'm this person. And, and sort of like these relationships that have been created online and through the community and these people that were already supporting each other. Um, it was just incredible to see them sort of take that relationship in person and say like, Oh my God. And it's like, they just started from, it was like, they were best friends for 10 years. Like it yes. was incredible. And in many of those cases, not all of those cases, everybody's different, but in many of those cases and a lot of these cases that, uh, that directly was me meeting somebody, there was a big old hug without a yeah. thought, yeah. without <laughs> a thought, we're still here. Like it's still pandemic. And without a thought we were just giving And at the end of the day, I was like, man, I just like gave out a bunch of unsolicited hugs, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was just that moment of connection because none of us really ever expected to connect the way that we have in our no. online community so then we get to see each other in person it's like long lost friends and it's just so nice to be in your you know in your personal uh energy which has been that was an awesome event and then from that one the next one we did was piatto pizza so mm -hmm. first of all we got to create a pizza dream come true Dream come true. We all love, again, for our listeners that aren't local. Well, I guess Piatto has locations right to Ontario, I think as far west as Ontario, but uh, we got to create a feature pizza. And the f at the time our team was four, it was myself, you, Chris, and Peter. And the four of us love the Dolce pizza, which is kind of a sweet and spicy, smoky cheddar kind of pizza. It's delicious. They are like, um, 
they are hand tossed, uh, you know, built in one of those Italian, uh, sorry, cooked in one of those Italian fire, whatever, pizza ovens. Anyways, it's everything good in the world. Like if you have a piano near you and A, you haven't been, what are you doing? Um, and, and B, if you have been and have not had the Dolce, just, just do yourself a favor. Like I, I am not the kind of person that goes to a restaurant and orders the same thing every time, but I, I can't, I just can't get away from it. Same. same. <laughs> and sometimes Peter will order whatever feature they have. And I'm like, just give me a Dolce. Dolce. Except then we did, we called it, it was so epic. We called our pizza the Spicy Wednesday <laughs> to go along Too with good. Our, our Wednesday class theme. And it was a spin basically of the Dolce. We added some extra stuff and we made it a little more, um, a little more spicy and we added some more protein for our muscles so we did all of the things that are in line with what we do in a really fun spin so we did the pizza partnership with them and then at the tail end of the pizza week because it was featured for a week and all of the restaurants we did an event with them outside at their picnic park and that was another fundraiser this time we gave the proceeds to it was another pay as you can and we did the Janeway Hospital Foundation Mm-hmm. which right around the same time I had been invited to join the board of directors. So I'm now on the board of directors of the Janeway Hospital Foundation. And that was my first kind of little initiative for them. And we had so much fun. Like Kate uh, Piotto, first of all, is owned by another local entrepreneur. And, and her name, she's a lovely lady named Kate Ballas. And her daughter, remember her daughter came up with me? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Five years old. <laughs> she was so excited. And she was right next to Jill the whole time. And she was crushing it. She oh, was co-coach. She did everything I said perfectly. And yeah. she was standing in front of everybody, facing everybody and leaving. So brave. Yeah. It was the best. So that was another opportunity for us to do that. And then I think our final live event of the summer uh, was the Jumping Bean Coffee Launch. Mm-hmm. So here we are as a team and we're like... We get to like work out for a living, um, engage with this incredible community of people for a living. Then we get to create a pizza and our own coffee. Like what is happening? All of the dreams have come true. Like <laughs> in our in our house, and I know in your house, pizza and coffee are staples. Not necessarily together, right. but uh, pizza is a fan favorite all around in our team. And then coffee. I mean, coffee runs through my veins, literally. So it just, I, can, I couldn't believe it, that those were the two things that kind of happened for us as a team, just things that we already loved so much and businesses that we loved so much and yeah. um, and like other local businesses that we loved so much. And now we get to work with them and drink our own coffee every morning and like share and that with our I love. That's what I love about one of the things that I love about um, working with you because it's like you have this marketing expertise that I don't have. I've dabbled in it through my business degree, but I don't have that that you have. But we together have such good ideas. And then when things spin off, they spin off so well. So we've always, since the beginning, it was a joke in the beginning, but at the beginning when I'd be teaching these classes early in the morning from our basements during lockdown, I would always say, do it for the post-workout coffee. Like you're going to get to sit with your coffee and be proud of yourself and enjoy your coffee. So we always talk in our community about the magic in that post-workout coffee or tea or whatever you do. So to partner with the jumping bean, and then we joke about how our class is so early in the morning that it's not bright and early, it's dark and early. Mm -hmm. So we named our coffee, the wellness blend, dark and early. (laughs) Just just serendipitous, really. It was just too perfect. It was just... (laughs) too meant to be and of course it's a dark roast because you can't have a, a coffee named dark and early without it being a dark roast so um so that I, was perfect I didn't like dark roast like i thought that i wasn't a huge dark roast fan but like the opportunity to call it dark and early it had to be a dark you roast. just couldn't but this coffee oh my lord it's so good it is so so good we um we were gifted a bag of coffee when we bought our house and we we were like, oh, okay, we'll try this other coffee. We've been on the dark and early kick for a while and for a while since it literally came out. And uh, we, we tried this other coffee and while I'm sure that other coffee was incredible, we were like, I can't, like, I gotta go back to the dark and early. It's too much. And I know it's easy. It sounds like, of course we were biased. Of course we're going to say that we love our coffee, but like when we stood around and tried that for the first time, <laughs> We got the bag oh, of coffee. That was so funny. 
that was so so let me set the stage oh my god come over to my house in the afternoon and you've got your hands on these beautifully packaged perfect little bags of coffee beans and then like so it's a dark roast and as i said i i I like it i don't love it typically historically i guess Mm -hmm. don't love it so i'm like Oh, please like this. Like, please like this. Because we hadn't tested it. Now, we had gone through and really talked about what we wanted in our coffee. So mm-hmm. it's not like we just, you know, threw coffee out and put our name behind it. We did do some research and stuff. But I made three cups, me, you, and Chris. And I was like, please don't suck. Please don't suck. Please don't <laughs> suck. But even we were surprised at how delicious. And we just drank it black. I drink black coffee anyways, but just so full-bodied and delicious. Oh, it's man. so good. It truly is so good. And anyone who's tried it says the same thing. Like anyone, we had the jumping bean event, people who had already tried it. We had it on, um, they were brewing it in the cafe that, that day. So people got to try it kind of in front of us too. It had the same reaction of, Oh wow, this is really good. Yeah. And just like there's a coffee bag with your with our logo on it, with oh, your it's just how how does that how did that even happen? It feels like and a dream. Then Coleman Supermarkets, which is a local super, supermarket chain here, they wanted to carry it. So our coffee is in grocery stores. <laughs> so it's so my wild. Mind. It's so wild. Still blows my mind. Peter keeps like all every now and then I'll tell Chris that I'm getting low and I'll put my order in for more. <laughs> you guys will drop me off a box. And then Peter keeps taking bags to work. So <laughs> I keep trying to replenish. I do not want to go dry, but I am like in love with the coffee. It's so good. It's funny because I did that recent, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, but I did that recent speaking engagement on Fogo and my friend Rodney was there. Him and I hadn't spoken years, just had, you know, we're not, we, I coached him years ago. So we reconnected in Fogo and there was, we did a scavenger hunt with the group that were on retreat and the prizes were our coffee. Debbie, who arranged the retreat had bought the coffee from the merch store and this is what she was giving out as prizes. So when the coffee was given out, cause it was men against women and the men won and they all got a bag of coffee and Rodney looked at the bag and he was like, wellness blend coffee. Now there's a business idea for you. You should patent that. And I was like, I did. <laughs> That's my logo on there. <laughs> it was hilarious. He was like, oh my God, I, I didn't realize. <laughs> one step ahead of you. One step ahead of you. Yeah. One step. He's like, of course, of course you guys have that. <laughs> of course you do. So that was our last, I think, uh, live and in-person event, but all the while since so this brings us to the jumping bean event i think was august and this is all the while behind the scenes since way back to like february we had been planning for our first retreat we have been hoping for a time that covid would allow for us to create a second to none immersive experience on your wellness and we knew that the first one we have so many ideas for retreats no two retreats we do will be exactly the same unless we make any of them an annual event Um, but we knew the first one we'd be partnered with Megan Humphrey on it. Megan was our first ever professional partner and we first considered last February's retreat date. And then we ended up second wave, second lockdown, all that stuff. So we put a big old pin in it. The date was then set for, uh, October 22nd. And we were working on this behind the scenes. We didn't tell, I think we told people just before Labor Day weekend. Is that right? I think so. It was right around then, right around the end of the summer, early September. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think we told people before the weekend, but ticket sales were going to happen the next week just so people could get their ducks in a row or figure out if they wanted to come. We knew with this one, with the location at the Hue and Draw in Corner Brook, which is absolutely stunning. Incredible. If you have not been, you have to go. Um, we knew that we would have a relative to our community low capacity. We knew we'd have only 60 tickets or so for sale, 60, 70 tickets. So let's talk about when tickets went on sale. Oh my God. <laughs> so we were working virtual boot camp was running just as it always does. We, you know, that's our, that is our baby. That's, that's our, what we do every day. And that was running, but behind the scenes, we were also working on getting this retreat going and tickets were ready to go on sale. We told everybody about it and we told everybody how to go about your tickets, whether you're coming with a buddy or not and all that stuff. But the night the tickets, we were texting each other and you were like, okay, we're about to go live. And, and I was, I think I was at something with the kids and Megan was at her house. So it was a group text between me, you and Megan. 
And then like, as soon as they went live, you were like, I think the site crashed one second. Yeah. So we were so, like, okay, site crashed. <laughs> but so it's set, set the scene, set the scene a little bit. Chris and I, so Chris and I always share an office and Chris and I were both at our workstations, like ready to go. Like we had been there prepping. We had everything ready. Yeah. It was seven o'clock at night. Um, I think I had gone live on Facebook like an hour before or something just to be like, all right, final check. Here's how it's going to work. And we had no idea. We had no idea. We knew it was a low number of tickets compared to, um, compared to the number of people in our community. And even like locally, the number of people in our community, um, we knew it was a relatively small number, but it was the first time we ever did anything like this. So we didn't know how fast things were going to sell at all. We figured, I think we all had our own bets of how long tickets would last. And I think they ranged from like, uh, from like three hours to a week. Like, I think that was kind of like, the and I'm over here. Like, I hope we do. Okay. Yeah. Jill's like, Jill's like, okay, what if we don't sell any tickets? And I'm like, perfect. Thank you for being optimistic. And uh, <laughs> it was like the merch store all over again, seven orders. <laughs> I have but, moments of insecurity. I'm human too. Listen, it happens to everybody. And uh, and anyway, so we we're getting ready to go. Chris and I had our workstations laid out. We're ready and, you know, ready to help any like customer service things or whatever. People had issues if something broke. Um yeah, the tickets went live. We used an outside um, tool for to sell our tickets, not our actual website. Um, and when they went live, everything it was like the whole thing shut down. And I had my phone was ringing. I had messages coming in. Chris, the same thing. Like everyone was panicking. We had so many messages, so many emails. People were just like, wow, "What's happening? Is everything broken? Is it sold out? What's happening?" I was like, oh my God, it's all broken. And I had a moment where I was like, well, I, I can't, how do I, fit? I have, what do I, what do I do from here? Like what happens? I was like, great. Everything's broken. And I just, I just told everybody that tickets were live and now here we go. And it probably took me five minutes to realize that in those five minutes, we had sold out every single ticket, every single ticket. So what happened was we thought <laughs> immediately upon launch we thought the site went down, but every single ticket was in a cart. Exactly. Immediately. So the site wasn't processed, like on our end, it looked like yeah. it wasn't working well, but it was just every single ticket was gone. It blew our minds. Less than five minutes, we were sold out for our first Yeah, time. I think it was like three minutes total to actually sell out. And like the five minute mark was me going, was it actually like showing properly on our end that things were actually sold? Cause it was like item unavailable for all the tickets. And I was right. like, no, 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 actually, like actually they're available. Actually. Um, yeah. All sold in like three minutes. It was bananas. It was so crazy. I don't think any of us could have expected uh, three minutes of selling yeah. out. And I mean, you know, this was an all-inclusive ticket. So the ticket was, um, it wasn't like a super low price ticket, but it was, um, all your meals, your hotel stay for two nights in this mm-hmm. gorgeous hotel all and sessions. all of your sessions, absolutely everything included. And, um, yeah, they sold out in three minutes. It was insanity, insanity. Yeah. And then the ramp up after, after tickets were sold, then it was like, we were getting everything ready to go getting, you know, mm-hmm. there was a special merch item we had to order. There was we, actual merch that we were going to bring. And then we were coming up with the scheduling and the events and my classes and Megan's classes and my live tea time and guided hike with Megan and all the things that we put into that retreat. And when the weekend came, I really don't have words to describe the magic that happened in that hotel that weekend. I don't think I've ever cried and laughed so much in a 72 hour span in trying to explain that to our audience here it's not like we tried to create something that would be emotionally charged or it's not like we tried to you know it's not like i was like okay this tear this tea time is going to make you cry because it didn't go that way at all in fact the tea time wasn't even overly emotional but it was the safe space um and an immersive experience where you're basically living together for three days that really got people opening up and sharing. And when that happened, the energy in the room, the power, the support, the love, the honesty, the vulnerability could move mountains. And Mm -hmm. I had a lump of emotion in my throat, the size of a grapefruit until we were on our way home as far as Gander. 
Like I just, on the way home when we left the very final session, we had a little final tea time before everybody hit the road. Once we got on the highway, I just released, like I just cried. <laughs> and it's not that I held back emotion during the weekend because I didn't, but I was just like, I cannot believe I'm surrounded by these people. Like I cannot <laughs> believe that this is what I get to do every day. And then we get to do now, you know, COVID's allowing for stuff like a retreat. And what we do in the community every day in the virtual boot camp is extremely powerful in itself. But to get to remove yourself from your everyday life and experience something, I recommend that to anybody for anything that's important to you. So your personal wellness absolutely should be important to you. It's also important to do that with a spouse, a partner. It's also important to spend some immersive time with your kids like that, like vacation time, that, that kind of stuff. So it's that immersive experience that creates the biggest, most powerful memories. And I, I don't know. And, and like, we still hear, don't we, from people who are there that say, I'm, I'm changed from that. It, and I don't know how you couldn't be. It was just, mm -hmm. I mean, yes, we, there was a lot of planning that went into the retreat weekend, but it was logistics planning. It was, right. you know, setting up the schedule. It was that kind of stuff. It was making sure that we had all the ducks in a row so that the weekend could be something where people were focused on the experience. Right. And there was no, like you said, there was no setup of making people feel a certain way, no. but I think it really is that magic of the community that they showed like the people, the members and the people that showed up for the event. Cause not everyone there was a Will and Wells member. Some people like were members and they brought along somebody um, important to them and everyone showed up and just, it's just so hard to explain. It's like, they just, they made it what it was. I think Yeah. they and really we set the tone the first evening when we talked about like, you know, I'm not going to say too much, but it's, it's, it's hard at any given time in our life to really live in this moment, which is what true mindfulness is like, be in this moment mm -hmm. and do this for you. And it was beyond. It was magical. And to watch people go through the weekend and, you know, kind of come in maybe a little bit nervous or still carrying the weight of the week on their shoulders yeah. or whatever was going on outside of, um, of that retreat weekend. Um, and to see them sort of just all connect with each other and just fully let themselves be in the moment and enjoy everything that the weekend had to offer. And by the end of it, you know, people were, signing each other we had these like program um books like a booklet yeah. with all the schedule and stuff people were like writing their emails or phone numbers on there um mm -hmm. to try to connect when they when they left and it was it, i think a lot of people left there with new friends or like m deepened relationships with people that already met through our community and i like my heart's like bursting just thinking about it i mean it, it was just i I can't even explain the release of emotion that I think everybody felt, but us as a team watching people fully embrace this experience and come together and be so supportive of each other in person. It was like the physical representation of everything we've been feeling for a yeah. year and a half in there in our community. And there was no doubt in our minds. I think like Mm -hmm. two hours into it that we wanted to do another one. Like oh, just absolutely and, <laughs> right and away, the, you know, as always, one of the unique pieces of our community. And I always say this when we do orientation is that, uh, like, I know that I'm the one, like I'm the coach, like I'm the one that, that created this four pillar system, but I'm the peer, like I'm your peer in this community. Like we are all equal people working on ourselves. And this is how I founded this because I did this. I changed my own life with this system. So throughout retreat weekend, it was exactly the same. If Megan was leading a class, I rolled my mat out and I was there with the rest of the participants and you and Chris and everybody. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the way it was. And I think for that reason, there was such a deep level of bonding and trust and, and experience that happened that weekend. Absolutely. And I think we all went into it with the mindset of, um, you know, you're not here to be lectured to, or you're not here to be right. absolutely guided through every second of the weekend. Here's what things kind of look like, but if you need a break or if you need, you know, if you want to be at every single session and that's yeah. what works for you, that what, that's what fills your cup, then that's perfect. And if you need to take a nap or you need to sit out for the hike or whatever, like you, 
do what feels right for you. If you want to go poke around in corner brook, like, um, you know, we kind of made it so that it wasn't a high pressure situation. It wasn't, you had to be at every single thing and that was it. Um, that was, was to me, that was really powerful. And that's something I continue to reflect on a lot because I, this is, I did so many, um, when I first became a fitness coach, I traveled a lot to go to different fitness fitness, not wellness, different fitness retreats and immersive experiences like that. And they were lovely. And I'm so grateful for those experiences. However, there was every single one of them. There was things where I think, oh, I might do it a little bit different this way because I I prefer a more wellness-based approach. But um, usually from the things I attended, you were always told this session's mandatory. This session's mandatory. What we said in our communication was all sessions are optional but every person came to everything mm-hmm. like with one or two exceptions. Like the first morning, somebody overslept their alarm and you know, that kind of thing. But like mm-hmm. everybody came to everything and everybody just really wanted it. Everybody wanted to be there and fully embrace the experience. And it was just the best. And we've got, we'll soon have some news to share about future retreats. We don't, we're not quite ready yet, but for that immersive experience, man, we are, we are here for it. We are going to, and there's so many approaches we can take with that. Um, and so many way, different ways it can look. So if you missed out on the first one, then do not fret. There's going to be, there's a big future in 2022. (laughs) Oh, just you wait, just you wait. I think, yeah, I think it's just, um, it's so amazing that we've been able to sort of have all these other, um, experiences like the retreat or these in-person events, or, um, you know, some of the partnerships that we've, we've, uh, been part of with other local businesses. I mean, like you said, virtual boot camp, that train keeps rolling, like, Absolutely. you know, and, and we're a small team. So if it's, you know, supporting someone, um, who's having trouble logging in or supporting someone who needs a little more help on like on your side with more like programming and coaching mm-hmm. or any of that, like those things, still happen every day. Those things are still, um, very much part of our everyday, but, um, I think it's incredible. We've been able to accomplish with such a small team and a program that doesn't, that doesn't slow down. It keeps going all the time. And, uh, and all these other things besides it's, it's been wild. Yeah. And it was right before we left her retreat. I, I missed mentioning this on our timeline, but we found out that we won the community votes awards, which mm-hmm. I don't completely know the history or the makeup of the community votes awards, but I know it happens in each major, major, major center. And it's a thing. So for us, it was St. John's community votes and people nominate you. So I got an email one day that I had been nominated or Whalen Wellness had been nominated. Um, but we ended up taking the platinum award for all three categories in our, you know, in our industry. And, and the interesting part about that is that, and I said this from about 10 weeks into virtual bootcamp in 2020, I said, the future of my industry is changing. Like COVID there's, it's, it's similar to, um, New York with September 11th, there was a life before that event. And then there was a life after that event. So for, for all of us around the world, travel before 9-11 was a thing. And then travel after 9-11 was completely different. And I feel like in a smaller scale, of course, but in, in fitness and wellness, there was a before a pandemic lockdown and then there's an after and people learned to, um, really First of all, prioritize wellness. Nobody wants to get taken down by a coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Um, Second of all, where to really focus your time and your efforts. Do you actually need to commute an hour to walk on a treadmill for an hour to commute for an hour Um, Mm -hmm. when you have so many colliding priorities every day? And then also throughout the pandemic, people were investing in in equipment, in bikes or treadmills or or dumbbells or whatever the case may be. And, And so the future of industry of this industry is changing. There will always be a space for gyms. I'll be the first to say that. There will always be a space for gyms. They will be fine. But this is an option for people. And this, what I always aim to do is break down barriers. So we won the Platinum Award for um, weight loss and nutrition, even though we are not a diet. Mm -hmm. We won the Platinum Award for fitness centers and gyms, even though we are not a gym. Mm -hmm. And we won in the category of personal trainer. And... To me, that um, solidified my mission. Like it really, 
whatever this, whatever importance people place on these awards, that's okay. And I'm sure it varies, but we were voted in our city as the top for all of those things. And it's just, it's still humbling. Like I have to walk past the trophies to get in here in my studio every day. And it's just mind blowing, but it goes to show that we're doing good work out here. Like we are, Mm -hmm. we know we have our hearts and souls into it, but it's going to show that people are seeing it they're embracing it and it's contributing to their wellness and that's all that matters totally and i think honestly i think we we didn't even really it wasn't something that where we got no where we got nominated people could keep voting throughout the voting period yeah i think it was like a couple months or something yeah and it wasn't something where we were like talking about it every day i think we literally threw it out there a couple of times yeah um to just say, Hey, this is still happening. Um, if you're interested, but it was not something that we pushed as a team or promoted a whole lot. Um, you know, like didn't remind people a whole lot to vote. Um, but reminded them that it was sort of happening out there in their community, but yeah, like they, that was our community showing up. That wasn't something that we did. That was something that our community, that, that was their voices saying, I want to vote for Whale of Wellness as the best gym in my area or best gym. That's not a, like, it's still, (laughs) it's, it's such a solution for so many people, you know, Mm -hmm. like I had commercial gym equipment in my gym now in my house now for 25 years. I never used it until 2020. Like Mm -hmm. I really never. Um, but it's that, you know, and people, people who haven't experienced our community say this to me all the time. They're like, Oh no, I won't do it. I need the structure and motivation of the gym. But what you really need is a community of people behind you because the people at the big box gyms don't care if you come either. (laughs) So it's more about showing up for you, knowing that you've got a bunch of other people just like you doing the same. And that's all that matters. And I'm not, you know, that being said, I'm not forcing what we do, but you got to find a thing that works for you. You got to take care of you. That's totally matters. And I think what you said too about like, you know, gyms are still very much a thing and I think will continue to very much be a thing, but um, I think it's sort of given people an option for what works for them and their wellness. So for some people, um, you know, I'm sure there's some people that like 90 or like a higher percentage of the time they want to be outside of their house doing something and whether that's running or whether that's um, going to a gym or whatever, um, or, or going to some other sort of class, but, um, it sort of gives people that, that ability to make a decision that works for them and not just one or the other, or not just, um, you know, all or nothing in, in sort of one aspect, but, you know, if they like to get together with their friends and go do a yoga class, um, yeah. that complements the program, the virtual bootcamp program very well. Yeah. And they can sort of, um, create, a create a system of what they like to do for themselves, yeah. um, in a way that makes sense. But all the while, you know, we have this community here and we have, um, we have such a variety of things happening that, it's not like, okay, I can only do this kind of thing at home. If I'm going to work out, like I have all these options available to me. If I need a little bit of like in-person social time with somebody then I can go do that, um, as well. Yeah. And that's like, that was what we always aimed for. And we've built it up now to have so much content that, um, take what you need, like at Mm -hmm. the price point that we, I'm so happy we can offer it at the price that we can. So, take what you need or what you want. Like if you only want the sessions with our psychologist, then take that, like, mm-hmm. you know, do that. There's a couple of people in our community who are dealing with some pretty heavy health issues and cannot do the workouts with me and therefore don't, but they're here for the rest of the things that we do. And that's, yeah. you know, that's pretty cool. Take what you need and use it. However, it fits your life really. I find that's a big adjustment that just in talking, um, talking to people like personally in my own life that, that do the program or even with, um, with like more customer support and it's more like member support. Like I hate using the word customer cause it doesn't yeah. feel, feel like that. But, um, in those kinds of conversations, um, that's the biggest thing that I find people, um, adjust to is the fact that, um, it's not all or nothing. It's not like yeah. you don't have to do like absolutely every class. Don't do a class or something that doesn't. Exist. Right. Yeah. I think there's like, it's something that when it hits home with people, it's, 
it's beautiful to see when that really hits home with somebody and they realize, um, okay, it's not, uh, I'm not in trouble if I miss Monday's workout. And then I got to quit because I'm ashamed or, yeah, or I'm not behind. I don't need to catch up. Yeah. 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 It's sort of like, you know, life happens and, you know, there's this tea time that you did, um, last year or no earlier this year, sorry, that I just, I love to go back and watch whenever that sort of feels like I need that reminder because it's so true that perfection is a myth. You're not going to make it to every single class. Like, you know, you're going to, you're going to have a cold. You're going to, you're going to have a right. day where you don't or feel Or your well. kid's going to get sick or it's going to be a PD day or you're going to be yeah. working on a work deadline or, or you're going to have a mental health day that you just, you, like, you just can't show up in all the ways. And, and not only is that okay, but like, you don't have to force yourself to do something that's going to make you unhappy. Um, what's, I think, I think it's sort of what's beautiful about virtual bootcamp is that it also teaches people to pay attention to what they need. And, you know, whether that's not making it to a workout today because everything is sort of on fire (laughs) trying to like deal with all these other things. It's not one more thing that you have to get done. Um, but sort of learning to, to do the workout because, um, because it helps them because they feel, they feel well in doing it and not because it's an obligation or right. something they have to get you done. It feel so good that you show up better in other aspects of your life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, so the community votes awards happened and that sent us so motivated and excited into our retreat. We came off the heels of the retreat. That was amazing. And then I, there was a bunch of stuff stuff around uh, retreat time where, again, I guess with the restrictions lifting a little bit for COVID, um, the speaking engagement side of things ramped up for us. So I did one with Rock Lotston, one with the Faculty of Business at the university here, um, one with Junior Achievement, uh, one with Genoa, and then I went to Fogo and did that, did a speaking engagement with the Um, it was actually a retreat for dentists an immersive experience for them. But I did my Friday fun day workout live from the Fogo Island Inn, and I, that was the second time I did that. I also did that at the hue and draw at the hue and draw. I think there was six people that were live for the workout and then our regular hundreds that were, that were virtual. And at Fogo though, I had a huge room full of rowdy people. And it almost that morning for the virtual participants, I say, um, nobody else has said this. I say it almost distracted me. They were so rowdy, but the virtual participants said it was the most energy ever. Like it was (laughs) so much fun. So I really look forward to more opportunities to do that hybrid split that way. That's, that was really, really fun. So hopefully things will keep going that way and we'll do a little more of that stuff. And then we got back. No, it was right before Fogo. My timelines are a little messed up. Right before Fogo, we went to the Enlo Awards Gala, which is the Newfoundland and Labrador Organization of Women Entrepreneurs, and we won. <laughs> like, we won the Momentum Award, which um, signifies rapid growth and potential for further growth uh, within a one to three year time period, is, I think is how they define it. So we got to go, you and Chris, myself and Peter, my two older boys went. I wasn't going to take a five-year-old out that late and try to get him to sit down and behave. (laughs) (laughs) My mother, my sister, my niece, and Dr. Edison joined us. And what a nice night out that was, wasn't it? It was was incredible. It was incredible. It was the best. And I, I, one thing that was really important to me because, you know, it was the entrepreneur of the year awards and yes, my name was on it. But when I got up to do a little thank you or a little speech, it was really important for me to talk about the reasons why I get to take this award home. And it's because of you Cass and Chris and everybody else on our team. And it's because of all of our professional partners and it's because of the entire community. Like I, could not do what I do with such passion if I didn't have these people in my life. And it's that, that was so important. And I'm glad that I think it was Chris that captured my experience. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was something else. I just, I, I watch it myself and it's like an out of body experience. I still can't believe it. I was nominated for one of those awards back in 2014. And I remember I was, I, 
I, we went to the gala and I was sat in the back and I really felt like a fish out of water. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I don't know. I just wasn't um, there in a lot of ways. I wasn't there in the business success. I wasn't there in my career. I wasn't there in my confidence and I wasn't there in my belief in myself. And it was just like a real, uh, I don't know, full circle moment. And mm -hmm. I'll never forget it. Highlight, highlight. To see you walk up on that stage and it was just, it was just incredible. It was, you were unapologetic and you walked up on that stage and you, if you, if to anyone who's listening, if you haven't gone and listened to Jill's speech, I mean, obviously I have a lot of personal interest and professional interest in, in, you know, um, what she had to say, but, oh my gosh, just, if you need a little bit of encouragement for a goal that you're trying to reach or something that you're trying to go after, go and listen to that speech because it'll, it'll make you want to just crush your to-do list. I don't know. <laughs> you want to do all the things. It. Like I knew that I wanted to acknowledge the people that helped got me, get me there, but I didn't have anything prepared because, and that's just like everything we do tea times. Mm -hmm. Like I don't script things because nope. that's not powerful and that's not real authentic coaching in my opinion. So I think that was the best part. You showed up and you just like, you just delivered the message you wanted to deliver and it came across even better than if it was written down on a sheet of paper, you just spoke from the heart and it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. I cried. I'm a crier. It's fine. I'm fine with it, but it was, no, the it best was beautiful. Night. And like we had class the next morning and it was our grand finale for the four weeks. And because this event was on a Thursday night, so we would have had our Friday fun day grand finale the next morning. And I didn't, I had a glass of wine with dinner, but I didn't have drinks per se because I get up early and I want to feel good. And the most important thing for me on Friday morning was showing up big for that um, Friday fun day grand finale. But I, I remember having a real moment of gravity and we've been so busy in all the best ways, very mm -hmm. full schedules since we began in August, in April, 2020, that it's not often that we slow down and reflect or really absorb, um, you know, just how much this thing has grown and the momentum that we've built. And that night after we got back, I sat on my bed with a glass of champagne and it was quarter after 12, like midnight, like that's almost get up time. <laughs> and I sipped the champagne and my heart was as full as it had ever been. And I just, and then I could not wait to show up for class the next morning. And it was just, oh man. And, and ever since that, it's just so exciting. And it's not about the merit of winning an award. It's about being seen for something that matters. It's about mm -hmm. being, you know, people, understanding that if they take charge of their personal wellness, everything's better. You don't need to shrink yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll see if, um, we'll see if our podcast editor maybe can somehow add the speech into this episode. Uh, but if not, it can be found on Instagram, I believe. Mm -hmm. I think it's on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. And I believe if you take a look on YouTube, I think Enlo posted it on their YouTube as well. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I saw that book around, but yeah, yeah, lots of places to check that out. But yeah, I think there's been a few moments over the past uh, year and a half where, um, I mean, there's been lots of incredible moments, but I think there's been a few times when we've sort of been forced to um, stop and take a look around. And I think it hits us as a team every single time. It just like retreat was certainly one of them and low was certainly one of them. And uh yeah, I think, I think like the one year was certainly an experience like that too. And there's just been so many times when we sort of had to stop and say, well, wow, we got here. We did like, we got here. Yeah, We're here because of all of these factors, because of this incredible community and, and this incredible passion for, for what uh, Whalen Wills is all about. And I think that carries through our whole team, right? Like I've, you know, I, I kind of mentioned before about, um, about the personal interest side of things for us, but like, it's just, like you said, heart as full as it can be just in those moments, the yeah, fullest. And like, it's so even in this moment right now, December 13th, um, we are uh, like in our, um, very full December because we have a bunch of bonus sessions and stuff, but behind the scenes, we're working on some big projects that are coming up. And that has been the way things have been since the beginning. Like we're always, 
working on some big stuff in the future as well. And, and, and then when moments like that happen, now the in-law was a big exception, that moment's not going to happen all the time. But when moments like that occur, it's like throwing gasoline on my fire in the <laughs> best way. Like it just, and I know it's the same for you guys too. It just mm -hmm. makes, we talk a mile a minute about what's next. Like about what, what, you know, like, what are we going to do next? This is so exciting. Like we, you know, it's just, as we said, it's, it's, it's been a ride and I can't even, I can't even verbalize it most times. So in and around, and I guess before FOGO and before the NLO awards, we launched a run club, <laughs> something mm -hmm. we didn't exactly plan on, but again, the race. So I'm, I would call myself a run for fun kind of person. Um, I've, I've run lots of events and stuff, but I haven't, I wouldn't say I've raced events. I'm not, that's not really my jam, but I do love the events. And some of the local events are just big historical events like the Telly 10 and like the Cape to Cabot race. And when they announced this year that it was going back in person, where after a COVID break last year, and they adjusted the date of the Telly 10 from July into um, October, mm -hmm. then we thought, why not? So I reached out to my pal Tanya, and she's a run coach, and she took it on, and we had a hybrid group in person and virtual, and what a running community we created. And it's so exciting. They're still going now. They're on their second kind of clinic kind of membership right now. They're doing a 10K right now up to Christmas. And that's been such a fun addition because we balance the schedule with virtual boot camp. If you do both, some people do only running. Some people do only virtual boot camp. Some people do it all virtual, whatever works for them. And, but it's, you know, it's solid programming and a big community behind you, which is exactly what we do. I think too, when we first launched, we had the more advanced program or like endurance building program. Mm -hmm. And then we also had a learn to run program. And I think with, with a lot of things that we do, we sort of throw our hat in the ring and we try, try our hand at something and, and see what sticks, see what works, see what people enjoy. And, um, though this time we're only doing the endurance building, when we launched the learn to run, we had a lot of people that had never run, yeah. um, had never had the confidence to think they could be a runner. They could try running. We got to watch that unfold in them. It was, yeah. Amazing. And yeah. people, people sort of saying, okay, well, you know, I never thought that I'd be working out at five 30 in the morning, or I never thought that I'd be, you know, this, um, dedicated to my wellness. So if that can change, maybe I can be a runner. Maybe I can do this. It was sort of this, like, okay, well, I've, I've done the hard thing before, so maybe I can again. And yeah. so many people embraced that and, and, uh, went on to, to run, you know, their first 5k or their first, their first, um, local charity race or something like that. And yeah. I think it's just so beautiful that it not only gave opportunity for those people that were, you know, more, um, seasoned runners and people that just wanted like a community of people or wanted more coaching around their running, but also, um, people had developed the confidence through virtual bootcamp and through what we already do to sort of try something new and, and learn that they, they could be a runner just because they're put one foot in front of the other. And that's all it takes. Yeah. That's what our shirts say, which is amazing. Chris had such a beautiful concept there because it's what we, so many times when people reached out to me, when we were first launching the run club and people would, you know, email me or message me with questions, um, the most common, almost every person would say, well, I don't consider myself a runner, but I've run a 5k or I, I wouldn't call myself a runner, but I've done a telly 10. And every single time I was like, okay, hold on now. You are. <laughs> if you run, you're a runner. You are a runner. You don't have, like a runner is not defined by some speed or distance or shape or size. You run, you're a runner. And this mm -hmm. is the type of empowerment that we're after with our community members. And so that's been really awesome and such a great addition. Tanya is lovely. She's the only other coach over here for the um, physical stuff. And um, she's been such a great addition and I hope she sticks around forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been awesome to see. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. And then the most recent big thing we did was our holiday sweater for 2021. Oh my God. Just the best. I was interviewed on Saturday morning by Mike Wall for his podcast about that because it was just such a success. So we 
We do this program. I'm not sure if I talked about this earlier in this uh, conversation, but we do uh, merch for a cause and we try to do it quarterly. Um, sometimes if something, somebody or some organization in need pops up, we'll do it a little more often or we'll do it in a different way. But we try to quarterly give back to an organization that needs our support. And we did the same thing last year in um, commissioning a local artist. So last year we had a, an indigenous person from Newfoundland did the art mm-hmm. and we gave our profits. Of course, well, our from, profits. he was from Labrador, but he, he yeah, exactly. From, yeah. from Labrador. And yes. we and, um, the art was gorgeous and we gave a portion of the profits to Nane Safe House, which is a uh, shelter for women and children in Nain. And that was an awesome initiative. We sold out pretty much, had a couple of sizes left at the end of the day, but we sold out those sweaters pretty much last year. This year, uh, we did it again and we commissioned Kate Fudge and she created this beautiful self-care kind of theme with a pair of mittens around a mug and it says you can't pour from an empty cup, which is what we work on over here. And so Chris was like, I'm going to order more because we decided to give a portion of the profits to the Gathering Place, which is a place here locally that provides shelter and food for uh, vulnerable members of our community. And Chris said, I'm going to order more sweaters than we usually do. Let's do it. And within, what, 10, half an hour, 10 minutes? We had yeah, less than half an hour for sure. They were gone. Four sweaters or something gone. Um and people upset that they didn't get their hands on one. And we just didn't, it's not like we were holding out or wanted to give less no. to the gathering place. We just didn't expect it. Didn't expect such an amazing uh, response from our community members. So uh, we opened a pre-order, haven't done that before. Mm-hmm. 360 more sweaters. Well, 360 total, 360 I believe. Total. Yeah, so we, we sold more in the pre-order than we did crazy. in our actual order. Um, so the, hopefully those will be here just, just before Christmas, but we'll see. We're doing our best. We're basically on standby. As soon as those get in, they're going, going out the door, but, but yeah, it's like, I have to give a huge shout out to, to Chris for that. He over the past year has learned really well how to like order and like what sizes our community is asking for. And we, you know, we always try to be very size inclusive, um, and offer options and, um, and different sort of like fits and sizing and all that kind of stuff. And he took all of that historical data and ordered in a way that he felt like we could really maximize this donation to the gathering place and, you know, found, found Kate Fudge, started working with her, found the charity, um, you know, found the gathering place that we wanted to support. And we were all on board for that and, uh, and really um, knocked it out of the park and came up with a really great idea for what the sweater would say and, and all that kind of stuff made it a little more um, winter themed rather than, you know, super Christmassy. Of course, we yeah. want to be inclusive Blue, of all kinds of holidays. All year round. Exactly. Um, yeah. And to see people uh, so eager to support the gathering place and not just buying it because of the donation, but they, they loved the sweater. They loved the idea behind it. They wanted to wear that message of you can't pour from an empty cup and, and kind of have that daily reminder. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. It's so beautiful. And I had the, after we, I mean, you could see all over social media after launch and it sold so quickly. And then we opened the the uh, pre-order, I had the associate executive director of the gathering place reach out to me because she's actually in our community. And I didn't realize that she's a member. Um, and just thank us for doing this for the gathering place. And she said, through this initiative, you'll help provide 3000 meals for the most vulnerable members of our local population. And that gets me right in the fields because if you have a platform, you should use it for good. And I'm so glad that we get to do that over here and we get, you know, we're always looking for the next initiative that we can support, but we're going to go down next week. The last, the last day that we'll all be together before Christmas, we'll go down and uh, visit the gathering place and present them with the check. And I, I just, I'm so excited. So excited to get bubbled to over. I just yeah. bubbled over when you, when you told, when you told us that what she said and, oh, it just, you know, I think I, I try to really rem- remember that um, that the holidays are not an easy time for everybody. And I yeah. think that, you know, in our virtual boot camp, we try to do a lot of things to bring people, you know, we do a lot of December bonuses. And for some people that's doing it with their friends and family and for some people 
this community is their friends and family and they get to sort of do these fun activities that, you know, bring us all together and have us all celebrating and, and, you know, but to be able to give back to, um, to people in need um, outside of our community and provide that support and that um, just, it's so important to me personally. And, and I feel like we all feel this way on the team that, um, you know, we do something during the holidays to just make it that much brighter for someone that it might be a very hard time for. Um, Yeah. And, and I'm just, I'm really humble too, because two years ago I was working just part-time at a gym, teaching three classes a week in the morning. And I asked the owner of that gym, if I could, um, do a free class for charity now the way that gym was set up there was maximum i think of 14 people or something i could have right so a bit of a unique situation but we raised i think it was 180 dollars, somewhere around there 180 dollars, and i went down and gave it to the gathering place and the first thing i said which you know we shouldn't feel this way but the first thing i said as i handed over the money was i said it's not much but and she said do not say that do not say that because every dollar that comes in this place matters. Like they mm-hmm. often do the gathering place specifically. They often do toiletry drives and mitten drives and whatever they need for the people that they serve. And nothing's too small. Mm-hmm. Like it all matters. So I just, and, and it's not, I mean, again, it's not me, it's this community and I'm just so proud of it. It's so amazing. I love it so much. It's so just another example of how our community showed up for, for, are, you know, others in our local community and uh, other organizations um, locally. It's just time and time again, it just gets me every time uh, through, you know, Merch for a Cause or other uh, fundraising initiatives that, that Jill, you've led or we've led as a team. Um, they just show up every single time, whether it's someone within yep. our community that needs help or whether it's, you know, the community at large or anything like that. It's just incredible. It is. And what a way to end such a bit. It, it's taken us what, two hours, two and a half hours to I run through the year. I know how long. <laughs> <laughs> two <laughs> sessions. <laughs> so what a way for us to end the year. Next week, we'll go as a team. Uh, we'll visit the gathering place and we'll have a nice Christmas lunch before we all take some relaxation over the holidays. And it's just, I don't know, my heart is, my heart is so full. And also, we know what we got coming up after Christmas and into the new year. We're not slowing down anytime soon. We've got mm-hmm. all kinds of wonderful plans. And uh, I think the best is yet to come. Like, I think there's so much left ahead of us. And for the people that when we first began in April, a lot of people assumed, and, and rightly so, fair. it's very fair. A lot of people assumed that this was something I was doing during lockdown and that it would be done after that. It was not. This program is my life's work that um, I designed in 2017, and I only didn't put it out there in the world for two reasons. Um, One, I didn't really know how to do this effectively online until I just did it, and I wasn't brave enough and confident enough, and I got all that from the community as well. So here we are. We're not going to stop. What are you most looking forward to for us for next year? Oh, my God. There's a lot of things I can't talk about. Yeah, there's a lot of things I can't talk about yet that I wish I could because I'm bursting uh, at the seams to talk about. Um, I just can't wait to continue seeing this community develop and grow and support each other and yeah, and thrive and just, um, you know, I hope that in the new year we... um, have even more new friends that come on board and see what all this magic is about. But um, yeah, I just can't wait to see, you know, there's, there's relationships happening here. This is, this is a family and to see, um, to see those grow over the past year and a half or, or, you know, however long ever, every individual member has been in there from one day to, to a year and a half. Um, I just can't wait to see those continue to grow. And uh yeah, it's, it's so unique it's because, you know, our whole premise is on um, celebrating self and it's on being completely inclusive as well. And we have such a diverse community and mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't matter who you are. You can 
you can come here and you can improve your personal wellness for it. And just to see that in all walks of life has been everything. Mm -hmm. And again, here comes that grapefruit sized lump of emotion. (laughs) (laughs) what What are you most looking forward to? I am most looking forward to more of the same, like deepened mm-hmm. connections and more connections. Because with something like this, it's not like um, it's not like adding more people dilutes the magic. It, it we've seen it add to it. Like we've mm-hmm. seen this community evolve, and we work hard behind the scenes to keep behind the scenes to keep the um, systems uh, in line with that. But. I'm just looking forward to more of it. And if you know what, if someday, and I've said this to everybody who asked me, if someday this community dwindles and it becomes a community of 10 people, I will still do this to my last days. It's just the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And I'm not slowing down anytime soon. It's too- to 10 people. This is classic Jill. Classic Jill. We'll get seven orders. Here she goes again. There we go. <laughs> Here we go. Here right now, I, I just can't. Yeah, I just can't wait. I, I'm excited to see um, what sort of um, partnerships 2022 might bring. God, 2022, that's wild. Um, I can't wait to see, you know, this year, if you had told me this time last year that we would be making a feature pizza with piatto and, um, and a coffee, and a coffee. And go on a retreat and we would like bananas <laughs> i think that's the thing about it i'm excited for all the unknowns uh yeah. i'm excited for all the things that we can't plan for um that we we don't know right now what will happen next summer or next winter or next fall or anything like that but um i'm excited to find out and that was exactly the theme of my speech at the Enlow Awards was like, nobody gets to tell you your dreams are too small. No. So we're, nobody gets to tell us that either. <laughs> we're going to keep going. Both. Exactly. I think like, I think I, I hope that people take away from, um, from the, the outside story of whale wellness. I, I hope that people take away from that, that you can, you can really accomplish uh, if you have passion and, and purpose and something, you can really accomplish a lot more than you'll ever let yourself believe. And it's okay to not know what that looks like and just to mm-hmm. go for it. Yeah. Like what you've done, or uh, I mean, in a smaller way, like me being brave enough to send you a message and saying, are you sure? You sure you don't want some help? Um, All of it matters, right? You just got to go for it. Piece of it matters. And it's funny because you know, you did that that day and you were a little persistent because I had my guard up a little bit and like, we wouldn't be where we are now if we had not connected like professionally and personally, probably. And, um, Debbie who engaged me for that FOGO thing, she told me at dinner on the second night, she said, do you know, I used your words to get you here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She said, do you know, I just said five, four, three, two, one. I'm going to ask her if she'll come to Fogo and speak. And I said, Debbie, I'm so glad you did because we've become friends. And also it was just such a great experience. And, and, and you know, the, the talk that I delivered was really impactful for these group of dentists who work so hard. Most of them are entrepreneurs as well. And, mm-hmm. and it's just all, every little thing you do when you trust your gut and your passion behind it, and you believe in yourself, every single thing you do matters. Mm-hmm. And it's just, we've seen that unfold for so many people in our community and, and us too. Yeah, it's true. The stories of from our community of people that have, have found inspiration and pushed for something in their own life. Um, and whether that's, you know, a, a job opportunity or even just the empowerment to say no to things that aren't serving them and, and to kind of honor themselves in a, in a more, um, authentic way. Um, I think it, it's impacted every single person who's heard you speak and, and, uh, been part of this community. It's, that's what I love to see. I love to see that people are out there, um, really living their lives now. And, you know, I think even, you know, personally, I hope that I, t- I hope I take more of that into 2022. And I hope I take more of that, just like, um, being true to myself and, you know, what, what new year's resolutions might've looked like in a past life for me of, um, shrinking or, or changing in that way. Um, I think now look like just being even more true to myself and even more, supportive of myself. And I hope that, I hope that a lot more people start seeing things that way. 
rather that, than change. That is so beautiful that I, don't think I can talk anymore. It's been an honor, like just to watch you evolve and grow too. Like now, you know, you guys are married. You just bought your first home together. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just, I mean, we're all over here thriving. And if we can continue to do that and support each other, then that is everything. That's the dream. Uh, I know our members feel the same way. So I want to, on that note, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank it you for having me. Uh, I'm just saying it's not going to be your last time. <laughs> <laughs> I will be asking you to do this again, but it was such a good discussion because as I said earlier, we don't often slow down and reflect and we've had a couple of hours. What a way to end the year that the two of us just sit down and, and have a couple of hours to go through it all. So mm -hmm. thanks for coming in and sharing your side of it. And I think, I think what our listeners will really enjoy is the humanity behind all of this. We are as real and transparent as they come. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been enjoyable to share all of the milestones, but also the struggles that we went through this year because we all struggle from time to time and that's okay. That's human. That's how it works. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. so no, I'm, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm here for it. And uh, I like to hide out a lot of times behind the scenes and just plug away at everything we do, but it's nice to, uh, it's nice to um, peek out from behind the curtain every now and again and, and, uh, and just chat. It's good. Absolutely. You are the best. Thank you again. Thank you everybody for listening to our final episode of the first season of the For the Well of It podcast. On that note, if you have a story or some inspiration to share, please get in touch with us because we're beginning to record episodes for our season two, which will begin in January, 2022. We are now taking a little holiday break. So we'll probably be four weeks or so, four or five weeks before the next episode comes online. But thank you for all of your support in launching this podcast and all through season one. And I promise through season two and beyond to keep things real and keep the inspiration coming for the well of it.